Ed Finkler is an experienced software developer who is currently lead developer and head of developer culture at GraphStory. He's co-presenter of the DevHell podcast and speaks frequently at conferences, including the talk, How to Be a Great Developer. Ed, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Do you have any more to share about yourself? I, I've been doing uh, you know, primarily web development, uh, I guess, for like coming on 20 years now. So uh, I always tell people that I started doing web stuff before browsers had frames. So in your talk, you say that tech skills are overrated and instead think we should put more focus on five key soft skills, empathy, humility, always learning, avoiding tribalism, bettering the community. So in what way do you think tech skills are overrated? I think that a lot of people put emphasis on technical know-how as sort of the primary metric to measure the efficacy and how good a developer is, how you grade a developer. And it is not as if those things are unimportant. I think we'd all agree that it's important that you know what you're doing and that you're always kind of trying to trying to get better at that. And, and, and so it is certainly not to say that tech skills are unimportant, but simply that they are one aspect of being good at what you do. But I've seen anecdotally a lot of evidence that uh, you can be a very, very good uh, developer from a technical standpoint and be a very, very poor developer, period. And the reason why I say that is because there are so many other skills that go into being a good developer. Uh, and, and, and really, you can extend a lot of it to being, are you an effective teammate? Uh, how well do you communicate with people? Uh, all these kinds of things that are aspects that oftentimes joke about. And we have this sort of stereotype of uh, socially awkward uh, developer who is uh, some sort of uh, savant at certain things and has very poor social skills or very poor communication skills and things like that. But I would assert that I would rather have somebody who is not as technically accomplished but is very good at these other skills. So let's talk about one skill in particular. Uh, you say that empathy is the most important skill you can practice. Why do you think it's so important? I think it's important because it touches so many things. Um, it touches all of the interactions that you have. And I, I think we're well past the, the point where you have many cases where you have lone developers, just like one person doing everything. There's lots of specialization, and typically you're working on teams. Um, so at a very base level, I think that it is much easier to communicate and to understand where people are coming from when people are practicing empathy. And that, that's a difficult thing. There's an assumption that your experience is universal, but that is typically not true. And I think that's also, it's particularly a problem with developers because the things that we make in general, they're tools for other people to use. And it is often the case, not always, but often the case that the tools that we make are not for people who have similar life experiences to us, who are, say, developers who have the same kinds of expertise and backgrounds and things like that. Because of that, um, I think it's a tendency for developers to kind of often miss the mark in terms of producing 
products or tools that people are going to use that are effective for the people who are going to use them. So the two, I think, most practical areas where you're practicing that empathy, where you're, trying, you're learning what it's like to be this other person and putting yourself in their shoes and trying to understand that, um, is practicing that empathy for the users of your product, for the audience who's going to actually work with it. And so that's really essential for creating good products because I feel that being a developer, uh, while I think it's natural that we take pride in our skills and the way that we practice things. Uh, I think many of us think ourselves as craftsmen. And, uh, and so we take pride in the processes and we get interested in the processes. But at the end of the day, all the things that we do have to serve the end product. And that end product is this tool that gets used typically by somebody else who, again, may or may not be like us at all. Um, the other area where I'd say is that practicing empathy informs so much of how we do things and a lot of our processes and a lot of the ways that we interact with people and the choices that we make in doing our job so that our other team members can effectively do their job as well. That gets into things like how important it is to document code and put comments in, explain things, stuff like that. Uh, or make code that's clear and easy to understand. But at the end of the day, the reason why you do that stuff isn't for you right at this moment. It's for the person who's touching your code, who's not you, oftentimes two, three, four, five months down the road, or a year down the road, or five years down the road. Even for yourself, I think it's really important that you you sort of practice, you take good practices into account. Um and, and make things comprehensible and as easy as possible to understand. But that empathy for the team, when you think about like, well, do, am I going to write a descriptive, am I going to follow effective procedures that other people can look back and understand what happened? Uh, am I going to do a good code review or am I going to, you know, kind of gloss this over and skip through things? I think all of those things, if you practice empathy, for the other people who have to work with the stuff that you do or and have to and are impacted by what you do. I think that all of those things uh, sort of get informed by that empathy, and that's what drives you to do a better job in there. so another another skill is is humility. How does humility make you a better developer? Understanding that you're probably wrong about a lot of stuff and that you're constantly going to be improving. You do the best job you can, but you don't necessarily hold on to your practices as if they were some sort of catechism handed down that is, you know, that this is the one true religion. But it's really important that you are in an environment that allows people to say, I don't know how this works. Can you explain this to me? I don't really understand this. Can you help me out with that? Without fear without saying, oh, man, maybe that's a sign this person doesn't know what they're talking about. I think a lot of times the reason why we don't have humility about stuff is because we try to steal ourselves from being wrong, and it, we're afraid of being wrong. And so it's really important that you're in an environment where that's okay. You can be wrong about stuff, and it is not, and you, do, you just do the best you can, right? Uh, you say that we should always be learning. How do you go about ensuring that you're always learning and what other things can, can we try? I think that I think the best way you can do that is to really seek out 
mentors, for lack of a better word. And I, I really treat that informally. Uh, I don't say like necessarily, well, you have to ask someone specifically and apply for some mentorship thing or stuff like that. But I do think that you view other people as, you know, uh, as, as possible mentors in lots of different ways. You know, if I don't understand something, I ask, uh, you know, one of the teammates that I have at, at Graph Story, I say, I don't really understand how that works. Can you explain that to me? Um, and so that happens a lot. I tend to like those, there's a few different like curated newsletters like PHP Weekly, Python Weekly, JavaScript Weekly. I think I subscribe to all of those. Um, and 95% of what I see there, I don't pursue in any way. But oftentimes I'll look through it and say, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Or I might make a note of it. It's like, oh, this mentions a library that might be useful sometime down the road. And I kind of, you know, I bookmark it and keep track of that stuff. If I have time to do side projects, those are really good opportunities to test out different technologies I want to learn about um, and I think might be interesting, and, but I want to get a feel for them and then maybe see, you know, sort of how what the nuts and bolts are like. Those are usually really good opportunities for me in those side projects. I tend to view that you should be really liberal about what you learn about and what you play around with in side projects, but you should be very conservative about what you actually end up using in your, what I'd say, your production stuff. Why do you think we're so prone to tribalism as developers and how can we avoid it? There are much smarter people than me who study anthropology and stuff like that. But essentially, uh, I think that we want to belong to groups because we feel safer in groups. Uh, I think the thing that's dangerous, though, is when uh, that tendency overrides our ability to think practically about different solutions and overrides our empathy. We have to keep strongly in mind that something that works well for me may not work for another person for any number of reasons. It could be the project. It could be the people that they have working there. It could be a ton of different things, right? There's lots of things that go into technology choices for different situations. And so often I see people ask a question that says, uh, hey, I want to do, how do I do X with Y? Like, how do I accomplish this task with this, say, framework, right? Then oftentimes the response that I'll, hear back, I'll see from other developers is, you shouldn't be using that framework, right? Or you shouldn't be using that tool. And it is unlikely that you're in a position to understand why that is, unless you want to sit down and have a good discussion about why, you know, how did this project come about? You know, how, what's the history of it? And there's a reason why they're asking X. And so, you know, that kind of goes back a little bit to humility. I think oftentimes that's a good example of why developers oftentimes don't practice humility, don't practice empathy, because they assume that they, that their experiences are similar to everybody else's. And, you know, I don't like X tools, so that's why it is inappropriate for anything ever. And that's kind of a ridiculous uh, notion. All that stuff, you start seeing people who get loyal to technologies or loyal to brands or companies. And I strongly feel that that is a mistake. I think the only thing that you should be loyal to is people. I think that everything else is, should be a pragmatic choice. Yeah, you get really combining all of these things together. Empathy and humility will help you know if you're starting to get into the tribalism. So what are, what, are some, uh, sorry, what are some actionable ways that we can better our community as developers? 
There's the communities that we participate in as developers within our, uh, maybe the tools that we use, uh, the choices that we make, the processes that we have. And in that community, I think sharing what you know and that collaborative learning process, I think, is really exciting, really cool. And I think those are really good ways to, to better your community, is sharing what you know and encouraging others to do the same. Um, and helping organize ways to do that. And it doesn't need, mean that you need to be the person who necessarily is on point and takes a huge leadership role and to organize things to say, like, here's opportunities for us to go share knowledge and share, you know, we get like, hey, you know, once a month we're going to have a, a, hang, a Google Hangout or something like that. We're all going to, you know, somebody's going to present on something so we can all learn from them. You can do lots of things like that. And you can do that in your job. You can do that uh you know, informally is like parts of user groups and things like that. All those things are great and you can help out in a lot of ways and not just be the point person on that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I think that's the second thing is, is actively trying to mentor people. And, you know, that's a part of that one-on-one exchange of information and passing on uh, the knowledge that you have to somebody else. Uh, and that, that is really valuable and oftentimes a much faster, more effective way for people to learn than to say, go off and just do it themselves. The other thing that I would say with communities is really the community you live in. And I think oftentimes, uh, we as developers, because of our experience, we spend a lot of time on the internet. We oftentimes work remotely. Uh, we sort of have insular lives in a lot of ways and oftentimes we're not really that engaged with the community around us Um, and that community is not just people like you those it is the people who live near you and there are a lot of people and a lot of groups and a lot of folks like that who live in your community who would greatly benefit from skills that you have but it is very likely that they don't have the money or they don't have the time to find people who are as good as you are at it. But I would give a couple examples that I've personally done. Um, the school that I'm at is a, uh, uh, or that my son goes to is a public charter school. It's operated locally. It's a nonprofit. And the first things I started doing is I volunteered on their tech committee because they don't have enough money to have any on-staff tech people. And I've been doing that for six or seven years now, um, just trying to help out. And sometimes that means helping them build a better website, which is kind of my bread and butter. And sometimes that means going around and, uh, you know, installing software updates on computers and things like that, or trying to get make their processes better, or things, you know, things of that nature. Going in and fixing a printer. Because... A lot of times they don't have time to do that and they don't have the expertise in-house necessarily or the manpower, even if they have the expertise to do those things. But it dramatically helps them do better work. Um, So even something as basic as that makes a huge difference. So uh, really the the final question I have for you, Ed, is is can you recommend any resources for those wanting to learn more about these soft skills, especially for developers? I think that... There's a couple things I can think of that I would at least encourage people to explore. Um, there is, there's a conference in Kalamazoo, Michigan every year called Kalamazoo X. And it specifically is a conference for, I kind of hate this term, soft skills, quote unquote soft skills, 
uh, for developers and people in tech. Um, it, that's what they do. And it's a pretty small conference. Uh, it doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of play, but I heard about it from a friend of mine, and she loves this conference that goes every year. So I don't, so specific resources are kind of tough, but I think in general, uh, thinking about these kinds of things, like, and valuing these kinds of things, I think that leads you in the right direction. If you have, if you keep those things in mind and value the things that we're talking about here. Thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me.